Kids all come down front because the more kids I get, the sillier I can be. So come on down, kids. All right, come on. We need lots of kids. All right, all right. There's a second row there and just pack in. All right. There you go, Marcus. Come on in. Oh, yeah. You're not too big, Courtney. There you go. Oh, Grace, are you too big? Get up here. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Olivia, where, where, where are you? Oh, would you like to move up a little bit, honey? Oh, okay. All right. I, I just wanted to check. <laughs> would you like to move back a little further? Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Well, this morning we're going to talk about uh, a story that is one of my favorites. And it takes place back in the Old Testament, a time when the children of Israel, God's people, had conquered the promised land. And it was a period of time from when they went in until there was no king for 400 years. For 400 years, the Bible says, the people did what was right in their own eyes. Now, that's a problem because when we do what we think is right, sometimes we do what? Right or wrong? Wrong. Yeah, we sometimes do wrong. And God's people did a lot of wrong stuff during those 400 years. And at times, God would send other nations to punish them and to remind them that they needed to be faithful to Him. And there was a period where for 40 years, the Philistines were the bad guys. They'd come into town. They would enslave the people. They would steal all their crops, that corn that that they had, 400 kernels for one. The Philistines would take 399 of them. So there was nothing left. And the people began to realize that they had walked away from God. Doing things that were right in their own eyes led them to do lots of wrong stuff. And they started praying, asking God to help them again. They were sorry for what they had done. Well, God decided it was time to begin to prepare the people for a deliverer for someone to come to save them from the Philistines. And the way he announced it was that he sent an angel to a woman who was married to a man named Manoah. Now, this was a godly couple. They didn't have any kids. And this angel just kind of walked up to her. He didn't flutter down with wings or anything. And, and, and he said, greetings. And she says, oh, well, greetings. He says, I've got some good news for you. Yes, You're going to have a baby. She said, really? And he said, yes, you're going to have a baby. And as you know, when you're expecting a baby, you need to take very good care of yourself. You know, when you're expecting a baby, you don't want to drink any kind of alcohol at all. You don't want to eat anything that's bad for you or the baby. And you need to just really take care of yourself. Now, I want you to take care of yourself starting today and... Be ready for this baby that's going to come because he's going to be a really special baby. He's going to be someone that God is going to work through to deliver your people from the Philistines. And God's going to give him special abilities and special powers. And he's not supposed to ever drink anything. He's supposed to never eat anything that's bad for him so he can be strong and healthy. And as a sign of his relationship to God, never cut his hair. Well, okay. 
And then the guy walked off. Well, Manoah was at work, and, and, and so uh, uh, that, that night when he came home, Mrs. Manoah said, you're not going to believe what happened today. Said, some, some guy walked up to me and said, we're going to have a baby. He said, what? Said, yeah, we're going to have a baby. And, and, and i, I got to take care of myself now. i got to start taking those little blue vitamins, and, and i got to do all the stuff that moms are supposed to do when they're expecting babies and, and not, not drink anything that's bad for me or anything that's bad for me. And, and, and when he's born... He's going to be something special. He can't eat or drink anything that's bad for him. He's got to let his hair grow. Uh, I don't remember the rest of it. And Manuel goes, whoa, i got to find out how to be a dad. I'm not ready for this yet. And he said in, in his prayer that night, he said, God, please send that guy back and tell me more. I don't know what to do. I haven't read the book yet. And, and so the, the next, next day, he goes off to work, and, and the angel comes back. And Mrs. Manoa is out piddling around in the garden a little bit, and she sees him. She says, oh, oh, don't go away. I got to give him Manoa. So she gives him, gives him a call and says, come on home from work. We, 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 got a, we, we, got, we got a visitor. He's back here again. So Manoa comes back. And, and, and the guy says, oh, are you the one that talked to my wife yesterday? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, tell me, what did you tell her? Well, didn't she tell you? Well, yeah, but I, I want to hear it again. And I really want to know more about this boy that I'm going to have. How, how do I raise him? What do I do? I, I'm so frustrated. And, 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 and the guy said, well, now just, just calm down. Just tell your, you know, your wife will tell you what to do. And you take good care of him. And when he's born, he's going he's to be a blessing to everybody. Manoah goes, wow. Okay, this is exciting. Can you stay for lunch? And the guy said, well, not really. He said, you see, I don't eat your kind of food. I only eat angel food. Oh. 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 And uh, he says, but if, if you want, if you want to, to make an offering to God, uh, you can do that. And, and so Manoah said, all right. So he went and he got a little goat, and he prepared the goat and, and some grain, and he, he made a little altar and a little sacrifice and, and, and was worshiping God. And all of a sudden, the angel stepped into the fire and went straight up to heaven. Freaked them out. Both of them fell on their face. And Manoah goes, we're going to die. We've seen God. We're going to die. And Mrs. Manoah says, no, we're going to have a baby. And they did. Nine months later, a baby boy was born. They named him Samson. Now, Samson was a pretty cool kid. When he was born, he had a full head of hair. He uh, was kind of mom and dad's favorite because he was the first one. I think they had some more kids later, but he was kind of spoiled. And God blessed him and blessed them. And when he became old enough to start noticing girls, he started, you know, being like a typical teenager. And he started hanging out at the mall in Timna. And, 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 and one day he came back and he said, oh, I'm, I'm in love, Dad. I found the girl of my dreams. Woo! She, she was at the mall. She is, oh, she's awesome. She's so much prettier than any of the girls in our neighborhood. You know, I, I, and, and, and I'm ready to get married. I, I want you to go get things set up so I can marry her. And Mom says, well, wait a minute. Tell us a little more about this girl. Oh, I, I don't know a whole lot. I don't even know her name, but... I think she's a Philistine. The mom goes, no. Can't you find a good Jewish girl? 
No, I want the Philistine. She's hot. I like her. I want her. Come on, Mom, Dad. I want to marry her. Well, again, they had spoiled him. They said, okay, we'll go see if we can make arrangements. So they all loaded up the donkey or whatever they were driving that day, and they headed off to Timnah. On the way there, they stopped by a little rest spot. And Mom and Dad were setting up a little picnic, and Samson went out, and he was just dreaming about that girl of his dreams, that beautiful Philistine with those pretty eyes and pretty hair. And all of a sudden, he heard something in the, in the bushes. And he heard this. And boom, a lion jumped out of the bushes. And, and the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came on him. And he goes, Whoa! almost like, what's that guy that turns green? And the Hulk, yeah. yeah. He goes, Whoa! and he grabs the lion and he goes, he ripped the lion wide open. The Bible says he didn't even tell his mom and dad about it. Now, he must have taken a swim or something because he would have been gross. You know, yeah. Well, he didn't tell them. He didn't tell them what happened. They went on into town, into Timnah. They went to the mall, scouted around, and sure enough, there she was. I don't know if she was working in one of the stores or what. And, 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 and he said, that's the one, Dad. Okay, so Dad went and talked to her and then went and talked to her dad. And, and they agreed they could get married and, and they were going to set, set the date. They're going to have a big party for the wedding, a big celebration. And, and uh, everything got, got pretty well organized. And Samson went back home, oh, just dreaming about the, the bride of his dreams, you know. And uh, they get home. A few days later, it's time to head back. Guys, you okay down here? Huh? All right. Gets, gets ready to go. And as they head back out to Timnah to... Uh, to find his bride, he goes by the rest stop. And mom and dad are fixing lunch again, peanut butter and jelly, whatever it is they ate. And Samson started thinking about that lion. I wonder if that lion's still here. He started sniffing, hoping he could find it. And then he heard a buzz. And he went, and all these, these bees were coming out of the bushes. And he spread the bushes apart, and there was that lion's body. Laying wide open with bees inside of it. And the bees had made a, a big nest or whatever it is bees make, a honeycomb, I think. And, and, and it had honey in it. And Samson goes, ooh, that looks good, man. Yuck. He stuck his hand inside the lion, grabbed a bunch of honey, and started eating it. Then he walks over to his mom and dad and says, hey, I found some honey. You want some honey? He didn't tell them where it came from. It came from the inside of a dead lion. They ate some. They got on into town. They're getting ready for the wedding. Now, when they had a wedding back in that day, it was a really big deal. Not only did they have to get, get the, uh, uh, the reception hall and, and get the preacher lined up and get all the food and the cake and the punch and peanuts and all that kind of stuff, they would actually have a banquet, a meal for a whole week. And, and they were inviting different Philistines to come, and they invited 30 guys to come to the wedding. And uh, Samson met with him. And he said, hey, guys, I don't, I don't even know you. But you're welcome. I'm glad you're here. We'll have a good time. And, and to have a little fun, you know, I got a riddle. And I'm going to tell you this riddle. And if you can answer the riddle, I'll give all of you a new suit of clothes, including new underwear. 
I think they were Under Armour. And the guys go, cool. He says, now, if you don't get it, then you all buy me clothes, and I get 30 outfits, man. Okay, all right, tell us the riddle. Samson goes, out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet. And they say, okay, what's the rest? That's it. That's the stupidest thing we ever heard. That's dumber than a knock-knock joke. What? They had no idea what he was talking about. He's going, <laughs> well, his, his bride-to-be, she heard him talking to the guys, and she came up to him and she says, oh, honey, you know, we're going to get married, and we can't have any secrets. Um, what, what's that joke all about? He says, I can't tell you that. I haven't even told my mom and dad. And, and she says, oh, I really want to know. Well, three or four days later, she really wanted to know. Because the guys couldn't figure it out. And they started thinking, man, we're going to have to buy 30 outfits of clothes for this guy. And they go to her and they say, hey, hey, we didn't come to this wedding to, to uh, lose our shirt. We came to get some good stuff. You find out what the answer to that is or else we'll burn your house down. She goes, whoa, all righty then. So she goes back to Sammy and she's going, oh, Sammy, honey. Yeah. Again, we're getting married. No secrets now. Tell me everything. What's the story about? And he said, no, I can't tell you. Can't tell you. The last day. You know how girls, when they really want something? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And she's doing all this stuff. And Samson goes, okay, I'll tell you. So he tells her. And the end of the day, the 30 guys come. And Samson's going, ooh, I'm going to get my goods now. He says, all right, guys, you ready? And they said, yeah, we're ready. What's stronger than a lion and what's sweeter than honey? Samson goes, you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't plowed with my heifer. Now, do you know what a heifer is? It's a young cow. He's calling his... Oh, never mind. Yeah. And, and, and he got so mad... He just stormed out of the, out, out of the, the, the wedding feast. And, and he went to a big city. I hate to tell you this part. That he didn't go buy clothes for all those 30 guys. He had a limit on his charge card. He went in there and... See, these are the bad guys. I've I got, I got to tell you that. These Philistines are really bad guys. And, and God wanted some of them to be punished. And so Samson killed 30 of them. And he stripped their clothes off of them, left them unclothed in the street. And they took the, took the clothes back to the wedding and plopped them down and says, here's your bloody clothes. And they were. And then he storms off in a huff. His bride-to-be got left at the altar. And her dad was going, wait a minute, man. We have wasted a ton of money. We've been feeding people for a week. We got the cake here. We got the preacher here. You know, we, we, we got the hall. We got to have a wedding. And so he went to the best man who was supposed to stand up with Samson and said, Hey, you want to marry my daughter? He goes, Cool. So they had a wedding when Samson was gone. Well, Samson had gone home and he's fuming around. He's in a tiff and all, you know. A few, few weeks later, he says, you know, 
I think I ought to go visit my wife. And so he goes back to Timnut. He knocks on the door and he says, hey, I'm here to see my wife. And her dad says, uh, sorry, I gave her to your best man. Samson goes, what? He says, oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. She's got a, she's got a younger daughter who's even prettier. She's a real fox. And you can have her. Samson goes, he was so mad. He said, you think she's a fox? I'll show you what a fox can do. Samson went out and he caught, I don't know how he did it, but he caught 300 foxes. Yeah, the real ones with four legs and bushy tails. And he took them two by two and he tied their tails together. And then he stuck a torch down in the knot and he lit fire to 300 foxes and turned them loose. They ran through all the fields in the whole area around him and, and, and burnt up everything. All the crops, all the trees, all the grapevines. And, and, of course, the Philistines were furious. They said, who did this? Who did this? They found out who it was. And they found out that it was because Samson's father-in-law had given his bride away. And so they came and they burnt his house down with him and Samson's bride-to-be in the house. Samson, again, got furious. He's going to take revenge on those Philistines for what they did. And he went out and he killed a whole bunch of them. Doesn't tell us how many. See, he was big and he was strong and he was mean. And when he was mad, watch out. He killed a whole bunch of them. And then he went to a town called Lehi. It was in Judah. And the name of the town is kind of fun because the name of the town means jawbone. And he, he went there and he hid in a cave outside of town. Well, the Philistines wanted to find out where he was. And they heard he was in the neighborhood of Jawbone. And so they came to town. They circled around the town. And they said, all right, we want Samson. And the people go, ah, we don't have him. We don't have him. I mean, these Philistines are mean. They got swords. They got knives. They got spears and all that kind of stuff. And, and the people of Judah said, well, we'll go find him and bring him to you, okay? So they went out to the cave where he was hiding. And they said, Sam, what are you doing here? Don't you know the Philistines are our bosses? And, and they're going to kill us. They want us to deliver you to them. And, and Samson says, ah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. He says, I'll tell you what. You tie me up with some rope. Don't you kill me. You hand me over to them, and that will make them happy. Okay. They tied him up real tight. They led him out to the Philistines, out back to the town of Jawbone. And he gets out there, and the Philistines see him, and they all come, whoa! They're going to gang up on this tied-up Samson. And just then, again, the Spirit of the Lord came on him. And he goes, boom! The ropes popped off. He looked around like a wild man. And there was a, an old dead donkey laying there. And he reached over and he grabbed the jawbone of the donkey. And he ripped it out of the donkey. This is kind of fun, isn't it? He ripped it out of the donkey. And he started swinging that sucker. And he killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of the donkey in jawbone. Cool. Cool. Well, when he got done, he's got piles of bodies all over the place. And 
<sighs> Samson's going, whew, man. <sighs> and he, and he becomes a poet again. Not only did he write riddles, he, he did poetry. And he, he said, oh, man, with a jawbone of a donkey, I made piles of donkeys out of those guys. And, and then he got thirsty. He says, oh, man, I'm pooped. And he fell down. He says, God, I'm going to die of thirst. He just killed a thousand people with a jawbone of a donkey, and now he's going to die of thirst. And God says, oh, hang on, hang on. God goes, boom, water comes up. Samson leans over, drinks it. <sighs> I feel better now. Now, the Philistines are scared of this guy. Here he has, has uh, killed thousands of Philistines. And so for 20 years, there's kind of peace between the Philistines and the Israelites. And Samson works as a judge. Whenever there's a problem, they call Samson. He solves the problem. But Samson had a weakness. See, he still hadn't gotten married. And he still liked girls. One day, buddy, he went into the city of Gaza. And there was this real good-looking girl just standing on the street corner. And she says, Sammy, Sammy, want to have a slumber party? Yeah. So he goes to her house. Well, the Philistines know that he's there. They say, ah, we'll get him now. Let's close the gates to the city. Let's lock the door. And when he gets up in the morning, we'll get him. Well, he got up about midnight, went out to the gate. The gate was locked. Huge, big, wooden gate. Samson looked at it. He goes, Hua! reached out with one hand, reached out with the other hand. Hua! Boom! Pulled out the whole gate and all the, the, the bars around it, put it on his back. The Philistines are just looking at what is this guy? He walked right up the side of a mountain with this on his back and threw it down and just walked away like, I'm cool. <sighs> Samson, Samson, Samson. Well, Samson still didn't have a wife and he still liked girls. Well, I think he heard some woman on the radio and, and she had a, relig a, a romantic call-in uh, thing going. And, 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 and people would call all the time and, and she would play sweet little music for him, you know. And her name was Delilah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so he said, i got to check this dude out, man. So he, he goes into where, where, where she's broadcasting and he falls in love with Delilah. Oh, my goodness. He's head over heels in love. Now, he's been in love, what, two other times at least. And he goes, oh, Delilah, whew, you're, my, you're my woman. And the Philistines heard about this. And the Philistines said, I came to Delilah during, during a break one time. She wasn't on air. And, 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 and said, all right, we got a deal for you. we got a deal for you. We, we will each give you $1,000 if you find out what makes him so strong. And make it so we can catch him. And Delilah goes, no, I don't think so. Mm, no, thousand's not enough. Make it 1100 Okay, 1100 they, they, they make a deal. 
1100 bucks. Each of them are going to give her 1100 bucks if she can find out the secret to his strength. Well, that evening, they're kind of having a little dinner, you know, a little romantic music and a little candlelight and all that kind of stuff. And Delilah's sitting there and Samson's going, oh, she is so beautiful. And she says, oh, Sam, you are so strong. I haven't seen a guy that looks like you since I saw Scott Bale. And, 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 and Samson's just, woo, you know, do all this stuff. Yeah. And, and, and Samson's just eating it up, man. He's eating it up. And, 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 and she says, how'd you get so strong? And he says, oh, well, I go to fit club three days a week. She says, well, how would you become weak like other men? You know, just not go to the fit club? He says, no, no. She says, oh, come on, tell me. He says, well, I'm strong, but there's one thing that I'm not strong enough for. You know, if you make strips of fresh leather before it gets dried out, and seven of them, and you tie me up with seven strips of fresh leather, I won't be able to break them. She goes, cool. So... He falls asleep. She tells the Philistines, bring me some fresh leather. They tie him up as tight as they can. I mean, it is so tight. And then she pokes him. She says, guys, you better hide in the back room. But she started poking him. And she goes, Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here. And he jumps up. And he goes, pow. And she goes, whoa, wait a minute. I thought you couldn't break those. He said, eh, I guess I'm stronger than I thought. <laughs> you know, all that P90 stuff. She says, oh, man. Next day, starts all over again. Here she, she's thinking $1,100 from all these guys. That's, I don't know how many there were. I mean, she's talking thousands of dollars of silver she's going to get if she can find his secret. So she goes to him again and says, okay, Sammy. I know we had a great time this evening. We had a great meal, great music. And you still look fantastic. What's the secret to your strength? How can you be made like every other man? It's just a common, ordinary man. He says, I don't know. He says, I guess you tie me up with some brand new ropes. That'll work. Now, he's already been tied to the ropes before, remember? Back in Jawbone? Well, they tie him up with ropes. And, of course, he grits his teeth. He pops the ropes, they fly out, and Delilah gets all upset again. The next day, here we go again, same story. You'd, you'd think that Samson start getting the idea, you know. Sometimes guys don't think when they got a pretty girl talking to them. And the next day, she's going, mm, Sam, 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 I'm so disappointed. You're, you're not telling me the truth. What's the secret of your strengths? And she's brushing her hand through his hair. And he's, he's got a weird... I mean, his hair's been growing since he was a baby. And it's long. He's got seven ponytails. Alright? And, and, and she's brushing his hair. And, and What's the secret of your strength? And he goes, oh, it's, in, it's in my hair. And he goes, whoops. Probably shouldn't have said that. What about your hair? And he looked around and, and, and she was making a rug. She, she'd got started at, 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 at Tamantha's Touch making this rug. 
and 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 she says she she says if 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 you just take take my my ponytails and and you braid them in there, I'll be stuck to the ground like like a fly on flypaper. Cool. He falls asleep, and she gets busy knitting his hair into the rug while he's laying on the ground. And she thinks he can't get up now. She says, "Okay, Philistines, I think we got him." All right. Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here. He looks up. Oops. Ah. Whoosh. Boom. Wow. He's up again. She's freaking out. You lied to me. You lied to me. Oh. Now, he wasn't smart enough to say, you're trying to get me killed. For days, she keeps it up. Whine, whine, whine. Girls don't whine, do they? Oh, they do. Yeah, okay. She whined and whined and whined and whined. And, <sighs> he couldn't handle it. I mean, he thought he was strong, but you know how girls can, you know. Yeah, she did it. Finally, he says, okay, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the whole story. You see, before I was born, an angel came to mom and dad and said I was going to be special. I was going to be a Nazarite. I was going to have special powers. I was going to have a strong body. And I was going to fight off the enemies of God's people. And as a sign of my relationship to God, I, I was supposed to let my hair always grow and never cut it. He says, but if you cut my hair, my strength will be gone. She could tell that he was telling the truth this time. He fell asleep with his head on her lap. And she goes, psst, psst. hey, guy, call the barber. A guy came in, buzzed off all of his hair while he was sleeping. And then she poked him. He's going, what's that? What's that? Oh, oh. Wait a minute. Where's my hair? He jumped up. The Philistines grabbed him. He couldn't do anything. And then, this is, don't listen, don't listen. The Philistines poked his eyes out. And then they put chains on him. And they drug him down to where they, they, they ground meal. They usually hook donkeys up. To these, have you ever seen one out at, like, I don't know, New Salem? Where they, they get a horse or an ox and it, it grinds stuff. Well, they hooked him up to it. He was so strong. He was still strong enough to do that. And he's blind. And he's walking in circles. I had a preacher tell me a long time ago, it was the blinding, grinding effects of sin. I like that. And he's grinding and grinding. And as he's grinding, his hair starts growing a little bit. And just a little bit. Well, the Philistines, they thought that was pretty cool. They had Samson. And they had a big party one day. And they all went down to the convention center and they said, you know, we're going to worship our God, Dagon, and we're going to uh, have Samson come and we're going to make fun of him, man, because our God's stronger than his God. Ooh, bad thing to say. They bring him down and they start making fun of him. And, and the Bible says he entertained them. I don't know if he just did some, you know, cool stuff for him or what but they're all laughing and hooping it up and 
And, and the place is filled with Philistines. There are 3,000 of them up in the balcony looking down. They're all making fun of him. And Samson says a silent prayer. He says, God, I know I screwed up. But if you'll, if you'll just give me strength one more time to avenge my eyes, I would sure appreciate it. Well, God heard his prayer. And he asked a, a boy who had guided him into the, the center, he says, where, where are the pillars that hold up this whole place? <laughs> and they led him right to the center got Samson in there, and it was close enough that he could get one hand on one pillar, one hand on the other pillar. He told the boy, get out of town, of course. And then Samson says, okay, God, let me die with these Philistines. And they're all laughing and hooping it, and he starts pushing like he's never pushed before. And he pushes pushes, and the pillar starts to move. He pushes some more, and the pillar goes, boom, boom, the whole place crashes down. 3,000, 4,000 people are killed in, it's like an earthquake, and Samson dies there as well. That's the end of the story. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, 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 we can't stop there. We can't stop there. What does this story teach us other than don't be stupid around women? That's a good lesson to learn, though. You know, Samson was a man who had everything going for him. He had a mom and dad who loved him. He had a very special relationship with God. The Holy Spirit entered into his body and gave him the ability to do things that nobody else could do. But Samson forgot that his body belonged to God. He forgot that God's Spirit wanted to live within him and use him. He started thinking that if he was really cool and he had a nice body, he could do whatever he wanted with it. And if it felt good, do it. Well, he messed up big time, didn't he? Big time. Obviously, there's a lesson there for us. You know, the Holy Spirit comes to live in our lives, and our bodies become the temple of the Holy Spirit. We talked about this in church a couple weeks ago, or last week, I don't remember, about how that our bodies belong to God. Now, even though we have said our body belongs to God, we can still do wrong things with it. We can disappoint God. We can sin against God with our bodies. And the amazing thing about God's love is that He'll still forgive us. Like He forgave Samson. But the sad thing is, the sad thing is, sometimes those sins have consequences that don't go away. Now, just because God forgave Samson, his eyes didn't come back. He still was a prisoner. He still died with the Philistines. So even though 
even though God wants to forgive us when we mess up big time, He really wants us not to mess up. (laughs) Because when we mess up, sometimes things happen that are bad, and the bad stays with us. That's what happened to Samson. That's what happened to Samson. He was strong. He forgot who made him strong. He forgot why he was strong. Well, you know something? I, I don't really look like Samson, even though I go to the fit club. Nah. But I've been made strong inside. You know why and how? Through Jesus. There's power in Jesus. And there's a great song that says there's power in the blood of Jesus. Now, that sounds a little gross, but when we take communion, we remember the blood of Jesus, that he died for our sins. And his death made it possible for us to be forgiven and cleansed and made strong and filled with the Holy Spirit so we can live lives that honor God. We may not look like Samson, but if we have Jesus in our heart, if we've been cleansed by his blood and we found the power to live a life free from sin, God will be able to bless us more than we can ever imagine. There are some bad lessons in Samson's life, but hopefully we'll remember the good one. And that is that if we trust Jesus to make us strong, we invite him into our life, we let his Holy Spirit live within us, and then we use our body in ways that honor him, we'll know the joy of the Lord until the day when he gives us a brand new body that's even better than this one. That's an amazing hope that's ours in Christ. I hope you remember the story of Samson. And I hope you learn from it. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for giving us stories that, that teach us truths. Stories that are exciting. Stories that are kind of frightening. Yet stories that that help us see what happens when we don't listen, when we disobey, when we get caught up in the world, when we go places we shouldn't go and do things we shouldn't do. Help us learn from that. Help us be stronger than Samson. Through Jesus. That's my prayer in Jesus' name.